everyone, welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the twelfth uh, of oh, you're right there, twelfth yeah. of January, twenty twenty four. This is your home of gaming and streaming and whatever else you want, with a bit of a LGBT twist. Um, you don't have to say it like that. Mm. Be proud of who you are, Ben. No, I'm ashamed. Never. I'm an impulsive spender. That's what I'm ashamed of. We're proud of being Lugabata. Lugabatas, that's right. Anyway, uh, I'm Bigger Spinners. Joining me as always, sipping his tea. The tea is being, the tea is warm. It is piping hot. Piping hot. <laughs> and he's going to give us all the tea on the Suicide Squad game very, Ooh. very soon. Joining us from Eurogamer with a Y, Ed Nightingale. If only it was called that. I think you should for Pride Month. Just because I know they make it, they put the Pride thing. They should put a Y in the middle of it just to really upset the. Just to uh, really piss people off. Yeah, exactly. There'll be some neckbeards getting very. I say neckbeards here. I really need a shave. See, I bothered to shave before this. I'm gonna move you across a bit. You're I mean, you're you probably can't tell, but I did trim it. <clears throat> oh, you, oh, your face. Okay. Well, um, yes, my face. It has been a week since we last did a podcast. It has. And as always, yeah, not much has happened, hasn't it? No. Well, what actually has happened? Well, last week you made a purchase. I did, yes. And the purchase <clears throat> has arrived. That's true. I bought, or I ordered a Steam Deck old. A LED. A LED. Um, and it arrived today. Here Why it don't is. you get out your big package? Your big package, Ben. Well, unfortunately, those people that are listening and not watching, you won't really be able to see it, but I won't be showing it off like visually too much. But this is the case. The case looks identical to the other one. It's just got a red circle in the middle instead That's of a blue one. That's definitely orange. Red, orange. That it's is the same orange, color. Ben. Okay, when you're li people listening, trust me, it's orange, okay? Definitely bright red. Because there's also um, an, orange, like there's an orange button on it as well, right? So they've uh, obviously gone with orange as a sort of accent color. For some reason, yeah. Anyway, the first thing I noticed when it arrived was the charging uh, cable is like twice as long, or at least an extra 50% longer. Of all of the things you could have noticed, you noticed the charging cable. Yeah, it's longer. And Thrilling. that's useful because sometimes you want to have it plugged in in the corner and I want to sit on the nice rocking chair and I want to go and play it while it's we charged. Don't have a rocking chair. Well, I rock on it a bit. It's just a bendy. Um, so yeah, that, that it's a bendy Ikea thing. chair. If you've got one, you know what I mean? It's going <laughs> to snap at some point, I'm sure. Anyway. Yeah. So I've got that. It's, it's light. I'm going to open it now and, and get see. it out. Uh, the, the thing that you, the, what's it called? Like the dust wiper, the duster. Very useful. That comes with the screen uh, wiper is white. Whereas the other one is black. That's going to get mucky very quickly. Good. Um, but it looks, other than that, it looks identical to the normal one with when it's turned off. Obviously, yeah, it has the red, uh, orange. The top, an orange button at the top. And uh, yeah, one thing I know, it is a little bit lighter. I did notice it, especially when you've got both. In fact, the other one's down there. If you want to grab it. Hang on. Oh. Let me put my tea down first. Yeah, the other one's dead to me now. If anybody wants to buy one, let If me anyone know. wants to buy a dead to me Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a dead Steam Deck. It works perfectly fine. I've been using it. And... To be clear. No, please buy it because... Then yeah. he gets some money back. It did. Yeah. It doesn't actually... Now I'm holding it not at a weird angle. Well, earlier you were like, oh, it's a real difference. Yeah, and I'm not sure actually there is. Do you want to try it? It's like, isn't it five... five it's only 5%. They kind of feel the same, don't they? That's the new one. Yeah. Definitely lighter. Yeah. Considerably. Okay. 5%. <laughs> you can yeah. tell. Well, you can definitely tell. 
great for a podcast that's both visual and audio. Great. <laughs> us out of shot, just trying to weigh things. I'm sure that'll be taken out of context. Um, but it's, yeah, it plays. So I've done it on everything. One thing I did notice that was really important, uh, really important, that was really noticeable and I loved, the act- and it's just something sim- uh, small, but like navigating the menu and navigating between the games doesn't freeze and like have any lag and just weird kind of stutter, which the original did. Like it was always as though. But please buy it from us. <laughs> no, no, you go. Yeah, I should be selling it. <laughs> one, one of the things. I mean, the game. Once you're in a game, it usually you know, as long as all the settings are right, it works perfectly. You can play it until you know, as a, as if you were playing it on a PC. But like in the menus and stuff, they just felt a bit slow and it was weird, especially if you had a game running in the background, uh, which kind of makes sense. But this one just feels a lot faster. Also, the fan doesn't go and make a a huge noise at all, even oh, when you use. Even like the most intense games, um, there's no like loud fan noise and you shouldn't be huffing it. But if you really want to, it's going to be a quite, you can have a quiet huff and people won't realize. Just a little one. Just a little huff. A little cheeky smell. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I'm not going to really show the difference on the screen. You probably won't even be able to notice on here. In fact, let me. Yeah. I doubt on screen you'll be able to tell, but trust me, as someone looking at it, it is considerably brighter. Oops. Shit, I'm trying to get the, the contrast. Yeah. Is a lot is is genuinely noticeable. So the yeah, looking on the screen, you yeah, can't you can't really tell. Notice. Like that's the OLED, yeah, and that is the not OLED. So OLED at the top, yeah. To those of you, you who are, really yeah, you can't really tell. But for me, looking there, I'm like that. The, the other one looks almost clouded. Yeah, by I comparison, I have a feeling that the old one, I've got the brightness. Um, I think I've got the brightness turned up quite high, so that's probably why it looks a bit. It looks not too different. Um, but yeah, no, I play. I've downloaded a bunch of games. Okay. Let's know what games are downloaded. Tell me. Coral Island. Because, I mean, I showed you a bit of that, and that, that was game very is just bright. like, hello, here are all the colours that exist in the yeah, world. Yeah. All at once. The full spectrum. Exactly. And then there's one with a bit more red, uh, Hades. Because I'm... I oh, want, that's going to look so clear. I've always wanted to play... Like, I've played Hades. I've played, like, a good 10 hours or whatever. But I've never got too far into it. You need to play more. Maybe it's only a few hours, actually. But I... Yeah, no, I played it, like, in early access for a bit. As well, I think I played more early access than when it was released. But one thing I want to do is I wanted to play it on Switch, but the performance I heard wasn't incredible. It's amazing. I've had no issues whatsoever. Literally no issues whatsoever at all. Is it 60 FPS? I I haven't played it in a while, probably. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But it runs very well on the Switch. I've heard it runs even better on the Steam Deck. And because of that, I thought I would wait until getting the OLED, and now I can. Now I've got no excuse, so I have to. Okay, well, that's going to look very nice. Yeah, as it is Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm. Um, I got that. Also downloaded Stardew Valley, because you can get mods. Although, of the course. only mod I want is the fishing mod, um, because I don't particularly like the fishing challenge on there. But everything else, I, I want to... I'd love to properly get into Stardew. The problem is that I've got Coral Island and Stardew, and they both fill the same kind of... I think I bought slot. Stardew Valley. Oh, everybody's got like six different versions of well, Stardew, I know it's I kind of everywhere and i'm could if could, you're hang gay, on, we played it together. if you're lgbt you must own at least four platform of like stardew on four different platforms it's a rule well then i'm not gay enough i think i've got it on one okay hang on, we played it together You've right got mobile i think is it on apple arcade no i don't think so okay think we played it there. together once which means that i must have it on pc yeah yeah yeah. because yeah, yeah. my plan actually <laughs> you joke my plan was to buy it again so that i could play it on switch but well, I might have to steal the Steam Deck. Mm, well, you you because then I can, then I've just got this. it. You keep mentioning that you're going to steal the Steam Deck, and I'm like, I am going to play it. Um, Stardew well, Valley is five you know, pounds on. Uh, you can play it while it's you know plugged in, charging with your long cable, and then I'll once it's charged, 
go and sit in the bed and or on the sofa. If you want a Steam Deck so much, I can I'm selling one for three hundred pounds, <laughs> and I will be playing this. But I'll be playing. But like, yeah, you're only allowed to play this if you're going to be playing Dredge. Okay, I after you have raved about it, I am absolutely. And you've looked at, you've watched trailers. And... I am absolutely going to play Dredge. Like I promise yeah. you, because I it does look great, and I don't think it's very long. No. Nope. So I'm happy to like whip through that in a weekend. Yeah. Um, we haven't yet got to what we've been playing recently, and for me in my spare time, it is still more Tears of the no. Kingdom because I still haven't finished it. But yeah, and I'm very close. Game. I'm hopefully going to do it this weekend. I think I've got maybe four shrines left. Yeah. So I'm very very close. Um. And once that's done, it's like, right, what's next? Dredge, that's a quick one. I can get through that. I also, and I think you also want to play it on Steam Deck, I really, really want to play Chance of Senna. Yeah, I'm going to wait for that. Because that was um, on my radar last yeah. year. And I thought, this looks like a game that I would really like to play. And then I just... Didn't. There we go. That's me. Yeah. You're, you're Why bit, are you fiddling with your knobs? You're a bit too loud, I'm afraid. Well, there we go. Yeah, you were a bit, you were deafening. You were crackling. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, Chance of Senna was on my radar last year. And I'd heard really good things and thought, that looks like a game I really want to play. And I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. So I suspect that had we played it, a bit like Citizen Sleeper last year, had we played it in the year it came out, it would have been in the game of the year list. So I, I really, really, really want to play Chance of Senna. Yeah, I do as well. So I will steal the Steam Deck for that. Yeah, you'll be allowed. Also, it's about language, which, I mean, I used to be an English teacher for 10 years. So if it's all about learning languages and it's really bright and colourful and I can play on the OLED, then... Yes. Great. Perfect. I will... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see which games we have as, like, the best old games at the end of the year awards, because I think Dredge is, at the moment, up there mm-hmm. in the top three. So it'll be That's true. interesting to see. Um, yeah, the last two games I got, Witcher The Wild Hunt. Nice. Uh, or The Witcher Wild Hunt. And Like a Dragon, which I think is going to be the next one that I play. However, I do... Um, I'm going to go and download it now while I remember. So I'm just sitting here playing games. Uh, sure. I do it's want... It's a podcast. I do want to play... Oh, no, it's not on here. It's not on a... It's not a great on deck, or at least I don't own it. Um, Hollow Knight. I feel like I should give that a bit more of a... I should give that another go. Praise be to whoever is up in the sky for getting you to oh, play Hollow it. Knight. I'll put it on my... Uh, I'll have to put oh it on my... Oh my God, I will buy it for you. I want you to play it that much. Wow, you are. That's unlike you. <laughs> I mean, that bastard. is very unlike me. Yeah. Oh. Like, like, as much as, you know, my reaction last week was sudden and you joked about it, about you buying the Steam Like OLED. The only reason being that I am just very different when it comes to spending because I'm someone who especially with something like that that's a sort of a big purchase mm. i will take weeks to like ponder over it and decide can i afford it should i buy it with my credit card do i really need this and i will go over and over and over to the point where i'm like i'm now bored with thinking about it and will probably yeah. just not bother buying it at all whereas you are much more impulsive than me yeah i'm probably gonna just go buy it now um <laughs> when it comes to but like hold on is it on game pass um, like where have I played it? Because I've definitely played it before on something. Maybe I've got it. it on, no, I've got it on Switch. Have you actually. got it on Switch? I've got it on Switch, but yeah. I don't want to play it on Switch. I want to play it on this, which is also OLED. Yeah, but it's probably it'll play better on here. You can put can probably... the Switch into the TV and play it on an OLED screen that's ten times bigger. No, it's fine. I'm going to get it. How much is it? Uh, Twelve quid. Okay, it'll. I do. bet it was cheaper in the same sale. Shut up. <laughs> uh, 
Right, anyway, yep, so there we go, another impulse purchase uh, well, on this podcast. It's an expensive podcast. It's a very expensive podcast. Mm. Um, I've got a terabyte to fill anyway, because I got the, that. That doesn't mean you have to fill it. Yeah, by buying games. Yes. Um, so I'm very happy that you're going to play Hollow Knight. I would also Apparently. really like for you to play Metroid Dread, although I know that you wait. No, I don't. But I played a little bit of that and I didn't like it. It's so good. Yeah, it's a bit too difficult. Is there an easy mode? It's, there is actually an easy mode, isn't there? I think they added it. It's not that hard. Uh, I don't... I... I was the combat hard or the exploration? Because the exploration, you, they added things to make it easier. I think it was because you loved it so much. That you like, automatically didn't want to like it. Don't look at me like that. You reviewed Death Stranding and you only hated it because uh, I loved it. No, I hate it because I don't think it's a very good game. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, why are you leading on to something I here? am leading on yeah, something. Yeah, I thought you were. So these are all Metroidvanias. Just like Suicide Squad. No. Um, not Suicide Squad. Just like Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Prince. Which the embargo lifted today. It's not out till next week. No. Right? It's the 5th. 18th. 18th. It comes out. Um, but um, the embargo lifted today and we got a code. We did. And we played just over an hour of it. And we, yeah, from the very beginning, playing it on PS5. I've also tested it a little bit on the portal. And the short version is that Ben actually likes it, which he never really likes Metroidvanias. And now mm. you quite like this, which is why I'm like, great. Now go and play the best of the genre and understand it. No, I, I mean, one of the reasons I like it is it's Prince of Persia. I love Prince of Persia. You like Hot Men with abs. Yeah. <laughs> and? And I like you as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, no, it's a, obviously, Metrovania, but it's oh, set in the Prince of Persia time. And it is a Metrovania. I don't know. What, what year in is Prince of Persia set? A good few hundred years ago. Yeah, it was definitely more than recent. <laughs> it's definitely not now because it's not even called Persia anymore. Do you know what it's called? Tell us, Ben. Iran. But there's like, it's... I don't Is that think... a controversial answer? No, but it's not just Iran. I think it was in, and it's not all of Iran. I don't know. I think Persia was a bigger region than what Iran is now. Right. No idea. I'm not, I'm talking out my ass. I was going to think... say, do not take I do not think authority the, on But this. the word, but Persia is not, that place has not suddenly become Iran. I think like parts of Iraq and others were. You're going to Google to it look well. it up while No, you, you do it. You tell us about it because you're good at talking no, about no, games. No, no, no. Go on then. It's, you're the one who's played it more. By the way, congratulations uh, to um, uh, Michael Vanderbilt, who just got in contact with me today. And, uh, oh, I, he has got back to me about the game that he would like. Ah, from our top 10. Yes. Has he chosen a cheap one? Yes, actually. Oh, good. Very kind of him. He picked Cocoon on Ooh, Steam. So enjoy that. That is a very good choice. <laughs> and please let us know how you, uh, you know, what you think of it, um, because we both loved it. We did. In fact, I well, I liked it more than you. Oh, well, I liked it more than you. <laughs> no, no, no. As in, I'm <laughs> fine, just... Ed. You liked it. It's no, your game. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I just wanted to remind myself what I put as my top ten, and Cocoon was my number two. See, I put it as number six, and we got it in number six. Mm. And Pikmin, I put as number one, and we got as number one. I feel like next year you're you're just because you've had a couple of years where your favorite games have been at the because top. Because I was correct. No, it's not correct, but I think... Elden Ring just... was the top game of last year. What was second? I don't remember. Anyway, we, we're drifting on to different things. Let's talk Sorry. about Prince of Persia. Yes. The guy's hot. Y yes. Um, so, this is made by Ubisoft Montpellier. Yes, it is. Which are the team... Which, which you is, know it was going to be a good team. It's, no. <laughs> I, just, like, I have just discovered. I was explaining to him that Montpellier 
Yeah, Ubisoft Montpellier no, is I, not in Canada. I knew that Montpellier was not in Canada. It was more, I got confused between Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft Montpellier. Yeah, in fact, is, speak there, French. is there one in Montreal? I thought you were going to say, yeah, Montreal. Like, isn't that the division? Maybe, maybe. Is it that is. Star Wars? I got, I got, maybe I got confused which team it was. That's yeah. all. I appreciate Montpellier is in France, um, but it's <laughs> that Montpellier, Good, be the Montpellier team <laughs> is the team that made Rayman Origins and Legends. Oh no, Montpellier! No, sorry, Montreal. Yeah, me getting confused now. Um, Montreal are the ones that did Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. Oh, interesting. And go. Assassin's Creed, uh, yes. Far Cry, Watch Dogs for Honor. The, the, the big games that people know that are now a bit tired. Roller Champions. Whereas Montpellier have made the Rayman games and and Beyond Good and Evil, which has to come back. Mm-hmm. So that's why, funnily enough, Prince of Persia The Lost Crown is good. It is very, very good. <laughs> because What's the division? there is a pedigree here of of really good 2D platformers. And that that has led into this new Prince of Persia game, which is... A 2D Metrovania and it controls sublimely. It is smooth. The platforming feels Massive great. Entertainment is division. Oh. Yeah. Um, it just yeah, it just it's really smooth and fluid, the controls. Mm. And that's what you I think what you want in a that's what I loved mm. about Metroid Dread, which is why I feel like you could go back and enjoy it. Maybe Metroid Dread has just such smooth movement, what they added in a slide move to the mm. same trigger you slide on the ground to dodge mm. metroid had that metroid dread had that and it just added this new level of sort of smoothness and speed to the controls and this is very similar yeah it just that's one thing i said to you that i felt that worked really well was that when you're playing it and you're like fighting and you're using the controls the controls just feel natural so the slide for me felt easy to slide and it felt the which is the r2 button l2 to block and then square, obviously, is to do your main attack. I don't know. Those just felt natural to me. Mm-hmm. You felt it didn't, but then we went into the well, settings and you, it, can, you can map every single button to whatever you want. You can. It's not that it didn't feel natural. I just needed a bit time, more time to get used to it because we were swapping between us. So mm-hmm. it was more that. But you mentioned accessibility, and I think that that is something that I've seen praised a lot about this game so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it has... A wealth of accessibility options. Yeah, and it's got its own wealth of difficulty options as well, which yeah. kind of would tie in a little bit to accessibility. Because, for example, if you're not good with reactions for parry, it's absolutely you can an accessibility that. thing. Yeah, for sure. It's, they haven't put it on the same. Uh, yeah, sometimes people put it on the same menu as accessibility, but this time they're like, it's like you can you. So not only does the game feel brilliant in the way that it controls, like, yeah, it just. It responds really well. There on PS5, there were zero hiccups like with performance. <laughs> Every time I died, I felt like I knew what I was doing wrong. But also, not only that, they when it was a boss fight, they just immediately put you back at the boss. Which I'm like, yes, do that, do that more. Like, I don't want to have to run through a level to get to a boss again. Mm-hmm. Which I think in Hollow Knight you maybe do. I have to run from your. You have to. I think you have to run from your bench, yeah. but they're generally pretty well positioned, so okay. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Well, yeah. So that I liked that I could go back and I. There was a boss that took us like six. Well, it took me about six or seven tries to do, and then the weird, like weirdly, like the last time I didn't even take a single hit from it. But yeah. Like I was getting better and better. But the way that you can really, as, as I said on the video, I'm gonna make a Souls player out of you at some point. Maybe. Oh, I mean, I like Elden Ring. I said, I need to play more because I, I really, really liked that game. But when it comes to the difficulty in that, you can really tailor the game to play how you want it to play. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to, if you are like, I love this game and I love the parry, 
but I find it a little bit difficult to do it. It's like you, you adjust that. If your reaction time, if you're a little bit like me, your reaction time is a bit lower. It's not even a like an option. It's like a scale of how much yeah, certain the, the things. Yeah, the parry timing or oh, the dodge timing. Actually, I don't know if the parry timing is. It might be long. Or I know that no, the... No, it's parry window is what it said. But is it a slider or is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, because I know the enemy health like has a slider. And yep. It's, it's just you can really tweak it to make it a difficulty that's like enjoyable for you. And you can, yeah, you if you're finding all these enemies are a bit, it's just taking a little bit too long to kill and you're a bit annoyed or like you're not having any issues with it, but you're just finding them a bit too long. Drop their health down a bit. It's yeah, it's just such a really, I don't know, I love those settings. And it's those settings that will make me or let me finish a game because I'm never going to get to a brick wall or I'm never going to get to a bit where like this actually is a bit annoying from because of this reason. There are two other things that it adds, which are sort of very useful in a Metroidvania. The first is at the very mm. beginning, it offers you two different modes. So there's exploration, I think it is, and then guided, I think they were called. Yes. Yeah, so exploration is just, you just go off and explore and it yep. doesn't give you any hints. And the guided mode will add extra hints to the map. So it's things like if you enter a room and there are spikes and you clearly need a double jump to get over it, but you don't have the double jump yet, it will add a little symbol onto the map yeah. so that you know, right, I can't do that yet. Yeah, and that's like something a, that... Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed has like it? exploration mode where you can where it doesn't. So it'll say it'll like have a map. It won't tell you exactly where to go, but it'll be like, oh yeah, it says to go to the temple, and it'll like circle the temple. Yeah. So, but okay. it won't say exactly where in there you need to go because you have to then locate yeah. it with the clues. Which I liked that. So a key part of Metroidvanias is that you gain new abilities as you explore and then you have to backtrack to older areas to work out where to use those abilities. But it takes forever to go back and check them all where you need to go. Well, sometimes, but then with this, you've got the guided mode. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm trying. <laughs> you tried. I'm helping. Um, you're guiding me. Um, you've got the guided mode, which will put a little symbol on there so that you know, right, this is where I couldn't go, so now I can try and mm -hmm. use that. So you can choose whether you want that on or off. The other thing, which is, and, and that's been done in other Metroidvanias before, but it's mm -hmm. nice to have it here. The other thing that's brand new that I think is genius is that you can basically pin screenshots to the map. So when you get to a certain area, you literally just press a button and it will take a screenshot mm -hmm. and you can then pin that to the map. So for instance, as I was just saying, you know, maybe there's somewhere that you need to get to, you need to go back to. And when you look at the map, it's just a load of lines on a grid. So it's hard to tell what's what. But you can then pin a screenshot and go, ah, that's where the such and such chest was that I need. Yeah. Or that's where this is. So it's a really good, it's, I mean, it's accessibility and it's, I guess, cognitive accessibility, but anyone can benefit from that. Yeah. Of being able to just immediately see, ah, yes, I put a screenshot there mm. that I need to go back to that point because it's where X is and you just see it in a screenshot. It reminds me a bit like of Breath of the Wild when you first got that and you could put little symbols and you could choose what symbol to leave on the map where you found things. Whereas this is just taking it to the next level with like, hey, leave a whole screenshot there. But you have a set amount that you can leave. Yeah, so I wonder so if you can. It seems like those. a lot. Yeah, sixteen or so. Yeah, so it was. It was. 15. It's not infinite, but it's a lot. Yeah, you know, I've never seen that before. One game that does that really well, <clears throat> and not to just go on about Zelda, um, is the DS Zelda games because you've got the stylus. They let you literally draw on the map, so you can write literally mm. write notes and whatever you want, and arrows and symbols yeah. all over the map. It's brilliant. Yeah, but what do um, you think of the like the boss fights we fought so far have been quite varied and interesting. Yeah. 
Um, they seem quite challenging, which is nice. I yeah. personally like a Metroidvania with a bit of challenge to it. Um, you can adjust. Metroid. Yeah. Um, but as we've said, you can adjust the difficulty of those to your liking, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, it seems like we're not very far into it. I hope that the boss fights will make good use of abilities. Because that yeah. is a really, for me, is a really key part of bosses in a Metroidvania is that they need to be a test yeah, of we've your been... skills with whatever yeah. the latest ability you've got is. Which I think they, at the moment, they've just given us bosses that have tested our kind of dodge the and basics. parry and then our like super mood, uh, move. But we've just been sent off on a, um, a mission to go to the woods. Yeah. So I think once we're, we're very there, early in. <laughs> yeah, very, very early in. In also, fact, there's we a demo. We, we're both going to play it separately so however we <laughs> have played again. yeah we are we're both going to start it again because i we've both played the opening because we took interns um to do boss fights and like traversal and stuff but yeah we've been sent over to the woods which we just got there and we're like wow it looks beautiful it's, i mean as a whole it's a very very pretty game yeah and um yeah so we're gonna and in the woods is where that it looks like we'll get our bow and arrow so hopefully we will, um, yeah, that will then give us some bosses, which I'm sure immediately you'll have to fight a boss with your bow, with your bow and arrow. Yes, of course. Uh, so and hopefully that will kind of expand. But yeah, it's been, it's interesting because sometimes you'll fight a new enemy. We found that we fought an enemy, and then we died a couple of times to it, and then finally beat it, and then you jump to the next level and there's another one. You're like, oh, oh, that's a regular enemy, right? Okay, well I guess at one point this will be like two hit kills or whatever, like two hit and Maybe. it'll be killed, but. At the moment, it was quite tricky. Yeah, because you have your amulet that you can upgrade with different sort of extras mm. and you can choose what they are, be that extra health or damage or whatever. So, you, again, extra modifiers. Apparently, it's like a decently long game as well. Like, if you want to go and get everything, Damn, it's 20 I hours. Hoping, I was hoping it was going to be quite short. It's 20 hours, apparently. Okay, because I really want to play this after, mm. again, after Tears of the Kingdom. This and Dredge are going to be my next two. And uh, as much as I also need to play... Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, yeah, something about. So that. I want, I want to, I want to try and whip through these quickly. Do dredge first. That's seven to nine hours. That took me nine. No, it took me exactly ten hours, including the DLC. Oh, that's like a day. <laughs> Guess I won't be. Uh, yeah, I Guess did, I'll be ignored I did, for a Citizen day. Citizen Sleeper was ten hours, and I did that in a day. Yeah, and you went to bed at three a.m. Well, it was worth it. Yeah, and then I went to bed the next day at five thirty a.m. I think it there was because I did it. So great game oh, sorry anyway um so yeah i think prince of persia the lost crown for me like i said we've only played the beginning but it seems like a really good example of the metroidvania genre but i really like the advancements that they're making in accessibility which i think mm -hmm. for anyone who's listening and watching who maybe doesn't like metroidvanias or hasn't played one before who maybe worries that oh i'm not very good at reading maps or you know remembering going back on stuff and things like that or maybe bosses are too difficult all of those things you can tweak yes so i think this this works very much as a metroidvania for people like me that, mm -hmm. that have played quite a few and love them and you want to give yourself a challenge yeah or people who maybe haven't played one and want to ease themselves in this seems like a really good one to start with and i think the most important thing about a challenge about a platformer or a metroidvania like this is that it has to have controls that are really really it's like a Dark Souls-esque game. If you got your controls are not really tight and are not kind of perfect, then it kind of just ruins the difficulty because then mm. you just get angry at the game rather than yourself. Yeah. And this feels, from what I've played so far, I mean, we were playing it because it was, it was going into my PC and out. So it, there's a slight, slight, slight delay when we're typing, but it, uh, when we're using it, but it didn't feel any, like it felt very, very responsive. Mm. Also, I played a bit on the PlayStation Portal 
and you might want to lower the difficulty a little bit because obviously you are streaming well the game is going from your playstation uh to the wi-fi through if make sure your playstation plugged in whatever to the uh, ethernet to the you know via ethernet to the wi-fi or to the router so then it'll come then it gets broadcast from the router to you so there's always a slight delay to that um but you can just if you move the difficulty down a bit it might make it a bit easier but I was playing it on normal difficulty for a few, you know, for 10 minutes or so tonight afterwards. And um, yeah, it was, I was, I didn't really have any problem, nice. any problems. The, maybe the parries were a little bit, you know, slightly delayed, but yeah, it, it worked really well. And it was, there was, ugh, there wasn't any artifacting of like when you're streaming a game that's really colorful and it's really fast. For example, Spider-Man, when I was playing Spider-Man at 60 FPS, swinging through new york it's sending so much information that it like it doesn't look very good on the portal at times mm -hmm. whereas this because the background's quite static the game's incredibly fast and yeah, yeah. it's it's a really fun game and i can't wait to play more actually same i'm gonna jump in soon yeah i don't think there's anything else we've got to say about um that but, oh except for check out the uh quick look that we've just had a look Please. i'll post it in the um <clears throat> bless you i'll post it in the description below so just go and click on that once you've listened to the podcast. Nice. Well. So there's another game that I've played. Oh. And I actually played it before Christmas. But I can only talk about it now. And I don't want to talk about, about it too much because... It's shit. No, because there is a long preview on Eurogamer that I would love for people to go and read instead. I'll post that in the link as well. Um, rather than just listening to me here. So I'll give you a short version. But um, Suicide Squad, Kill oh. the Justice League. Is the game dead on arrival? A lot of people are saying that. Yeah. And I think there's there's a lot of criticism going around um, about it. I don't think it's an amazing game. I don't think it's a bad game. Um, I think it's more that people are expecting more and something different. Mm. So just to give you the summary, this is the next game from Rocksteady. Um, who are based in London. They made the Batman Arkham games. So Arkham Asylum, which is Chef's Kiss. Incredible game. I don't think I played that <gasps> one. Are you kidding I me? I just played Arkham Knight and Arkham... City. Wait, which was the first one? Asylum. Yeah, no, that's the one I didn't. I did City and Knight. City, then Knight. Yeah, yeah. They were both good except for the I didn't Batmobile. Play, see, I didn't play Knight. I finished City but didn't do everything. So I did more of Asylum Night Asylum is, oh my God, it's ugh, so good. Yeah, I think I heard. And actually that is quite Metroidvania-y, but 3D in the sense that you're going through the Asylum and you go off in different areas of it and yeah. it's one complete area. Um, people love these games. They've been re-released in other, uh, yeah. multiple platforms. Don't all, with varying uh, quality. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Switch port's a bit crap. Did you see that video of it? I think Digital Foundry did one. There's like oh, yeah, moments right. where it's just like zero FPS. Yeah. <laughs> or one, I think it is. The um, it can go. But basically, Rocksteady are celebrated for, for making these games. People love these Batman games. People want more mm. Batman games. And I think it's understandable that the studio want to make something else now. Yeah. <laughs> They've done enough of Batman and they want to go make something else. Yeah. Um, but they are sticking with the... DC world and they are making this game based on Suicide Squad mm. who I don't know a huge amount about. Have you ever I, seen the film? I saw the film with Idris Elba and 
others. I can't remember who else. I didn't really like it very much, if I'm honest. Never seen it. Um, do you know the premise of it, at least? Of the, of the game? Well, of who Suicide Squad are. No idea. Okay. I know it's the, ba- so it's basically the villains they're the that villains. are together, yeah. together. But they get sort of put into this task force. Is it the villains that are like, it. they're not good enough to have their own game? So basically, like, okay. yes. Um, so they, yeah, it's like, for me, the main villain for Batman is the Joker. Joker, yeah. But Harley Quinn the is penguin. sort of... Uh, I also, yeah, Penguin. And what's the for other me, guy? Uh, the Riddler. That's... Two-Face. What's the one with... Uh, who, who's the... Um, Mr. Freeze? The mayor. Two-Face. Two-Face, yes. that's Two-Face. Yes. And Bane. 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 This, okay, just... There's some side point. good ones. Side point. This is why, for me, Batman is the best superhero. Not because he's great, but because the villains are incredible. I'm learning all about the so villains of Marvel snaps. So I know the Marvel villains now. Oh, I don't care about Marvel villains. No, but actually, they are a bit more Marvel evil. Marvel does bad villains, the D- I think. DC villains are actually quite... Mr. Sorry, Mr. Freeze. Right? Poison Ivy. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <sighs> Poison Ivy. Is a queen. Um, she's in this as well. Is she? Yeah. She is a small child. She is a small child? Yes. Oh, I thought you said she has a small child. No, no, no. Like, she is a small child. Poison Ivy in this is, is a little girl. Say freeze. It's yeah. slightly weird. The Penguin was great, though. Yeah. Basically, Suicide Squad, it's like slightly secondary villains. Um, yeah, what's the Sharknado put... dude? Mis... Mr. Shark? No. Please don't tell me that's his name. <laughs> Is no, it, it Doc Shark or something I think I've seen? Shark Doctor? Dr. Shark? I actually can't remember his name. That's now really awkward. Oh, I'll find it. Uh, you find it. Yeah, you talk about um, the game. Genuine Shark is in his name. Um, yeah. So they're the sort of secondary villains. They get put in a task force to go and do stuff. But the idea is that they're all a bit wild. and King Shark. King Shark. There you go. King Shark. They're, um, they're all pretty sort of wild and, 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 and untrustworthy. So it's like, are they going to double cross each other? Um, so they're, they're like the wild cards. And they basically are, are sent off on this mission in the game to, funnily enough, kill the Justice League. Because they're the, evil? Well, I sort of don't want to say, because I don't want to spoil the story for people. I think everybody knows that they're Even evil. though the whole story has leaked. <laughs> so it's already out there, mm. if you want to know. Um, but yes, you have to kill the Justice League. Um, the Justice League being Batman, The Flash, Wonder Woman... Um, is the Flash as hot as in the film? It's quite annoying. TV program? Oh. Um, although Wonder Woman is actually sort of not all part of it. But anyway, is, that's a thing. So Batman's in it. Is so it, Batman's in is it. it the, the really Superman's good Batman? The Robert Pattinson one? No. So Batman is Kevin Conroy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Who um, is... Sorry, Dead. was. Oh. <laughs> yes, he has passed away. Um, he was gay, which I didn't realise. Wow. Yeah. But before he passed away, which was last year, um, he wrote a a comic that was all about being gay in the industry. Oh. And DC released it as a graphic novel comic that you can go and um, read. And they released it for Pride. Lovely. Wow, we've lost There the you great. go. You've got a Lugabata reference And it's now. interesting that his... So he's in the game. I saw... I read on Eurogamer.net... Slash kill the Justice League. If you go to... So he... He's got a plaque in there, but it's right next to the banner that says... It's not right next to it. But isn't it around the corner? Ish. I'm sure I thought um, go in it. So, unfortunately, he passed away a year ago. This game is his last performance. Um, last ever performance. 
which is super sad. Um, but there is a plaque in honor of him in the game, uh, which is in the Justice League mm. base, which is lovely. Also in the base, and it's thankfully right at the top as you walk in and yeah. out, so you literally cannot miss it, is, I can't remember exactly what it says, but it's like, it's for all heroes or yeah. something, and it's got the the Progress Pride flag in it. Yeah. So they're really going for representation in this, and I love that. Yes. Um, I think the story is something that could be... Better? Well, I think it could be good. Oh. It is set in the Arkhamverse, i.e., this is the same Batman that you played as in the oh, Arkham game. So it's okay. all part of the same universe. It was he, um, the vo- he was the voice for those He was the voice well, in those. Yeah. Hence, he's continuing as the voice in this. So no, it's Rob all Pattinson, the same yeah. universe. And I think what's great with what was great with the Arkham games is that they took Batman and the DC comics, but they put their own spin on it, made an original game with it. This is similar. It's taking the DC source material, but they are making their own story, which I think is what Rocksteady do really well. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are like, Poison Ivy's a girl, that's weird. I mean, kind of, but I'm sure there's a reason for it, and that's fine. Um, also, there are leaks about what happens to Batman in this game, which people aren't massively happy about, um, but you can go look those up yourself. See, now you're making me think he dies. Or he gets put in prison. I'm going to say gets, absolutely nothing. Or he has, he's in a relationship with Robin. I actually is Robin in it? No. I actually... Don't know because I haven't read the leaks, but I've sort of heard rumours. Um, so I think the story aspect of it could be quite good. And I love the representation in it. So that is one thing. But then it comes to the actual gameplay. And essentially, this is a four-player open-world looter shooter. Give me the division. Think Destiny slash Redfall slash Spider-Man. So, essentially, you play as four members of the Suicide Squad, which are King Shark, Harley Quinn, Boomerang, and Deadshot. And you can choose anyone to play as. You can play the game on your own, or you can play it online, four-player co-op. You also don't have to have one of each in your team. So you could have an entire team of Boomerangs, say, if you wanted to. Mm. But in cutscenes, they will automatically switch people out so that you get the proper story in cutscenes. Uh, but in gameplay, you can have whatever combination you want. They are also... It's an online... Always online game, even mm-hmm. in single player. But they are going to, at a later date, make it offline available single player. Or will they cancel that? If it does badly. Well, they've said that they're going to do that. Um, so essentially, it's a shooting game. And that's not really what people mm-hmm. want. I, I think, thought it transcends genres. That's what uh, I read. Um, I was told that it was genre-defying, and I politely will disagree with that. Um, I think it's a just very obvious looter shooter. It's four players, you run around, you do missions, which are just fairly generic missions. Mm. You run around an open world, and you shoot stuff. And all four characters shoot. They have slightly different abilities, uh, and they can use different weapon types. So some can use shotguns, others are machine guns or pistols or whatever. But it's just a shooting game. And they've got other abilities as well, like with the... So they have abilities based on traversal. Tell me about Boomerang. The comment I read on Eurogamer was my favourite. It was like, so with the Boomerang guy, he throws his Boomerang and then he teleports to it. And someone said, as somebody who uses a Boomerang, that's cheating. Yeah. The Boomerang's (laughs) meant to come back. Yeah. If you're Um, throwing something and then being transported to it... That's not a boomerang. That's yeah. something else. <laughs> also, I love how I was going to give you a short version, and now I'm just telling you everything. But, Tell us everything. Um, we want to know. 
No, go read the article, We've got please. An hour and I a want bit the to kill. Um, <laughs> so all four characters have a different form of traversal to get around. So I think everyone's going to have their favourites. Some are more intuitive than others. I ended up playing as Boomerang because it wasn't too basic, but also I found quite easy to control. So the way he works is that he throws, as you said, he throws a boomerang. So you hold down the trigger to throw it. Mm. And then when you release the trigger, he teleports to wherever that is. You can also then double jump and like dodge and stuff in the air. Mm. So between all of that, you can get a rhythm going where you basically just fly almost. Um, So I found that quite fun. Um, Deadshot is able, has like a sort of hover pack on his back. Um, so you can sort of just hover around and shoot people from above and mm-hmm. snipe people, which for me was, again, it was quite intuitive, but just a bit basic. And I thought, because we basically, in the preview, we had to just pick one. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just, I'll play Boomerang. He seems fun. Um, King Shark, imagine the Hulk. So he can just jump really high and like leap really big distances, okay. um, which is for some people quite fun. And then there's Harley Quinn, who I did not like at all. And apparently in the play test, a lot of people really liked her. There was an alpha test as well, or, or beta, whichever. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently a lot of people really like her. I did not. She, I'll add that they all, all they all have abilities based on their respective villain. Mm-hmm. So Boomerang can also run really quickly, like mm-hmm. The Flash. Um, and Harley Quinn has stolen Batman's uh, like bat craft hover thing. Uh, whatever it's called, and a, and a grappling hook. Yeah. So essentially, she swings with a grappling hook a bit like Spider-Man, but also not like Spider-Man. No, different franchise. So with Spider-Man, as you know well, you hold down the trigger to swing and you let go to swing mm. forwards, and so you get into a nice rhythm. With this, you, it's like R2 shoots out the grappling hook and swings, but she then will swing back and forth on it. And so to jump at the apex, you then have to press the jump button at the end. Mm. But what she do on Spider-Man? No, you you have to let go. You just let go. Whereas this, you have to press a button. Oh, I know. You don't just let go. Well, sometimes you can jump. You've got the choice. But here you have to jump to let go. But then her other move is that she can use the grappling hook to like, um, to grapple onto the edge of buildings. Mm. So again, to compare with Spider-Man... He's got that move where he grabs onto the corner and then can like jump off of it. Mm. Essentially, she can do that. But what you then have to do is sort of use the grappling hook to swing and then jump off, jump onto a building, jump Mm. off that and then carry on. And you can build up a rhythm. But I found that really, personally, I just found that really awkward. It didn't feel very smooth to me. So I wasn't a big fan of Harley Quinn Mm. in terms of that. But I loved her sense of humor. I think she's going to be a fan favorite for like humor if not for playing us. Okay, but if you... Yeah, so she's my... Like, you're not going to miss out on any of the dialogue if you don't play as her. No, 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 because it will fill in yeah. in cutscenes for you. I think I'd play as King Shark. We should play some. Maybe. Um, so, it it the, sh- the shooting itself is actually quite satisfying. Mm-hmm. I actually quite liked the shooting. Um, there's just a lot going on. The city is quite hard to navigate. Um, people have been sharing screenshots of all the UI and everything on it. It's just very complicated. Yeah, There's the a lot UI looks on. horrific. And it just feels a bit like it's a fairly standard shooter. And it's not bad, but for me, it doesn't necessarily give you that... I mean, they're super villains, not superheroes, but it doesn't give you that superhero fantasy of like, yeah. I've got special powers and I'm doing stuff. A special like power fantasy, You're yeah. just running around shooting guns. Mm. So it just... 
didn't wow me in that aspect. Because they've all got different guns. There aren't like any other. There's no. Is there no bow and arrow or no? It's just it's a pistol, shotgun, whatever. They have different abilities. Different there are different grenades, things yeah. like that. Um, but I, it just I don't get the comic book super mm. villain fantasy of like I'm super powered and this is what I've got. So I didn't. They were distinct in their traversal, but I just didn't get a distinct enough vibe from them necessarily through gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, the other aspect of it that people don't like is the live service aspect. Now, they've said that it's not a live service game. It's just it's an online game. Mm-hmm. It kind of is a live service game. There is a battle pass that you can pay for, um, mm-hmm. but uh, it's all cosmetics. So it doesn't give you anything gameplay-wise. It's just no, to get I'm, different costumes. I agree with a few people, I think, who have said, like, that's no longer an excuse which I'm sure you agree with as well. Like, yeah, it's yeah. no longer an excuse to say, oh, it's just cosmetic only because it's still preying on people to be like, hey, you're going to miss out yeah. on this attire or whatever for your game if you don't include this. So like, if for example, I mean, Fortnite's a free-to-play game. So yeah, it is a bit predatory being having battle pass and things that don't exist later on in the game. But there are skins that I've got from the very first season that nobody can get now. And I'm like, oh, I feel quite happy that that exists. There are people then who are playing right now with the battle pass and they're like, if I don't get all the skins from this, then in the future, I'll never be able to get it again. Yeah, so it's yeah. like the limited time availability that that does kind of screw people over a bit. And yeah, so I do agree with people who th- say that is a little bit predatory. And you say, so I mean, to me, a live service game is something that they'll pump out content, whether it be a new battle pass with new attire or new uh, levels and stuff. So yeah, I mean, if it's got a battle pass, it is a live service game. Yeah. Unless you can buy a battle pass and then you've got it. I mean, what what is a battle pass like? Can you, because I think some, oh my God, what game? There was a game I was reading about recently is like, you can get a battle pass, but once you've bought it, you've got it and you can keep, and you don't, there's no expiration date on it whatsoever. So you can, you can buy these battle passes and then you go and complete them when you want. See, that's quite a nice idea because mm. <clears throat> then you don't have the pressure. Yeah. That's why I quite, I wish, Yeah, I think Destiny used to have something similar, like you could complete old ones or something. I don't know. It might not be Destiny. But so Rocksteady are adding new characters. They're adding new story. They're doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And mm. that will all be completely free for everybody. So, so a service game. Though. The only, well, yeah, the idea is that they want to build a bit of an online community around the game um, and get people playing it for a while. Um the reaction to the previews has not been great. No. IGN, has spe- uh, in particular, literally said we don't like it. Um, Gamespot I got them a think lot of said, views. It did. Gamespot I think said like we're not sure. A lot of other previews weren't particularly positive. I feel like mine was at least I tried to be balanced. I will say I. They loved it so much they included it in a. It has been quoted <laughs> um, for the story, um, which is fine because I, I, you know, I mean, the, story, the story I think could, is it could be decent. If the story is good, then. I mean, I also, I'm not a massive comic book nerd, so there are people out there who I'm say, I'm sure will say, oh, well, actually, this doesn't fit this story and I don't like the characters, or vice versa, you know, whatever. So maybe people will find other references and really like it. I'm not the person to tell you that. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's a terrible game. Mm. It, I think it's more that people don't want a live service game and people really loved the Batman games and want something that's more of an action adventure along with those lines. Not what this is, which is fairly generic and not bad, but just not stand out. Like if if it was just a Harley Quinn video game, I feel like people would be a lot more open to it. Yeah, yeah. 
Unless she plays like shit, like you said. Maybe. But, but yeah, please go to your game and read the full preview. Go and I, check out the I, link I in the description. The, I interviewed the game director. So I have, you know, from them directly what, you know, what they're working on. Um, alternatively, I mean, please do both. But you can also go to YouTube and watch Aoife's video that she put together, which is based on my preview. So if you want to so read Ed, well. if you want to listen to Ed's words in an Irish accent, go there. Sure. <laughs> there. Who wouldn't want to hear that? There you go. Um, so that is Kill the Justice League. Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, so yeah, that is out next month. It kind of, so mm. look out for reviews. This, as I said, this is just a preview. Mm. And the problem with previews is that it's a small slice. You've got a limited time, and usually it's directed into yeah. a specific area. So it doesn't always translate to this is what the full game is going to be. Mm. And that's the skill of of a journalist is to go to that and see okay, well, what's good, what's bad, what might improve in the full experience and sort of give you a sense of what the game could be. Yeah. It's not a final opinion. So there is, you know, I don't think the game is completely dead on arrival, but I also think that it's not unprecedented that we've had such negative previews, but it's not mm. a great sign. No, previews tend to be a bit more balanced. Yeah. But I wonder... Which I think mine was. Yeah. No, I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah, because people said that when they used your quote, some people replied with like, this is out of context. <laughs> or, well, I don't think it was out of context because you did say that. But yeah, I mean, it was my words. Yeah. It'll be interesting, to, quote. It'll be interesting to see if it goes down the route of... Um, I, I don't know if it'll go down the route of Forspoken or The Avengers, where The Avengers came out and people were like, it's not that good. There were some people that loved it, but it wasn't very good. Whereas Forspoken does have some people that really like champion it. Um, the more, whereas I, the I feel like The Avengers don't. By, <laughs> no, uh, people hate The Avengers. Yeah. The more time goes by, the more I want to be the champion for Forspoken, just because so many people don't like it. And I'm like, uh, no, it was good. It wasn't it was, great, but it was good. It's worth playing. Yeah, I would say it's, it's a great idea, isn't it? It's a solid seven out of ten. Six and a half, seven out of ten for me. I'd give it a seven. Well, that's very generous of you. Thank you. I just think it was a bit empty and a bit repetitive and a bit soulless, but that was the but other than that, like the other stuff, the other part of it, the traversal, the combat, um, even the story I enjoyed. So nice. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, we'll what what's your prediction for Suicide Squad's review number or like a Metacritic score? Six out of a hundred. Out of ten. Okay. Excuse me. I think it I think it will get yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I do actually want to play it, but I won't be paying like a hundred quid, which one of the I think one of them is a hundred pounds. Sure, yeah. No, I think I've seen somebody pre order it for a hundred pounds. So yeah, that I'm not gonna be paying like a lot of money for it. If it does come to a PS plus or Game Pass or whatnot eventually, then that's when I'd give it a go. Other than that, I've been playing a couple of other games. Oh, what? Just quickly. I we were done. No. Come I've on, then. got a platinum trophy in another Superman game. Superhero game. A Superman game? Yeah, you know the spider Superman? He's my uh, he's my other Superman uh, character that I've been playing. Yeah, sure. so I got the platinum in Spider-Man 2. Marvel Spider-Man 2. At long last. Yeah, I went to do a stream for it. and Because I was like, okay, I've still got some side missions. And I wanted to do those side missions like on the YouTube as part of the YouTube Let's Play. So I did a YouTube stream last night, just like mopping those up and seeing if I could finish off the platinum. I managed to do all the side missions, but there were still some like collecting things, uh, which I wasn't able to do because we were watching the traitors. 
which is great and we're missing already um so that's an eye player it's fine yeah yeah we'll be fine so i've been so i went and finished that um well i didn't finish it on the stream because i just did the collectibles afterwards but when i did the collectibles there was like one little mission from there's a mysterio mission that i did but also just before that there's a nice little easter egg with uh, i won't go into it but across the spider-verse mm. with a character so the there's a character in there that looks very i don't know it looked very kind of ps1 polygonal graphics yeah which apparently that character is in across the spider-verse but it looked like something from final fantasy 7 so yeah i'm rude into no that's a ps1 game with polygonal graphics sure and yeah so i'm i loved that i thought that game was brilliant it's also just the right length for a platinum i think even like another two hours i might have been going oh this is a bit of a drain yeah but like the getting the finishing the game is a was a decent length it I don't think it dragged because I was spreading it out over a Let's Play. So I was only doing it at like 90 minutes or three hours if I was doing two episodes at a time. And um, yeah, so that felt fine when it finished. And then there weren't that many other things to to do. To There's not too many collectibles. No. So it's, yeah, it was a, a really enjoyable Platinum to get. And I'm also in the mood for a Platinum now. So I've downloaded and I'm playing the shit out of Death Stranding. Oh, God. Just love that game. I went and played a bit. I was Can like, you play that on the portal somewhere else, please? How dare you? You've got a Switch. You're playing freaking Zelda, which is portable, so you can portable it over into the bedroom. But it looks nicer sit. on a big screen. Well, Death Stranding <laughs> on in 4K on an OLED TV that I bought in the living room looks even better. You go and sit in the bedroom, sit on the toilet and play Zelda. No. Plops of the Kingdom. Wow. I've also been playing a bit more Mass Effect 2, but uh, I won't talk about that today. Nice. That's my Let's Play. Go check it out. Someone's been busy. I know. Some people play games. Some people complete games. Yeah. When, how's that going? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there slowly. Okay, Thank okay. you. <laughs> I feel like how many games have you completed uh, this week? None. How many have I completed? One. I win. Okay. I think sure. I've completed more games this year than you. Well, fine. It's not a competition. You wind your neck in. <laughs> right, let's see other people You saying it's not a competition. <laughs> if you ever heard anything. Diver Cat, DC, 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 says, I've been playing at fresh Let's take it in turns. Okay. Yeah. You want to do some reading, do you? Well, you just ramble on for ages <clears> and people switch off. So I think if we switch it, it might be, uh, if we like swap, it might make more sense. What? Excuse you. <laughs> anyway, DC. I've been playing at fresh start after watching a friend play it on stream. It's very relaxing and satisfying. You're tasked with cleaning up areas with a power wash or vacuum and performing some basic quests. You can earn XP, which you can use to upgrade things like your speed, equipment, etc. There's no puzzles or strategy or combat, just cleaning and completing simple quests. I keep playing it, can't stop, and I'm afraid I'll finish it soon. I haven't yet gotten 100% on a level yet. I keep getting to 99% and they can't be bothered to find out the last bit because there's a new map to clean that's opened up. I enjoy it. If only the world were this easy to clean. I mean, that's a mood. I love it's called Fresh Start. Imagine could... doing cleaning. How dare you? I haven't done it yet because we were too busy recording. Mm. Um, also, I vacuumed yesterday. When I asked you to. You didn't. I offered to Augusta with bits of dust on I the floor. I very unsubtly pointed out the dust on the floor and was like, oh, that shouldn't be there. And luckily you got the hint and picked up the vacuum cleaner. So thanks for that. Yeah, well, no one else was doing it. Um, interesting it's called Fresh Start. It'd be cool if there was a game that was all about like finishing your partner and then 
kicking then clearing finishing your partner no <laughs> speaking of a game all about finishing your partner i'm sure that exists somewhere on the internet ben i'm sure it does but now speaking of forcing me to clean <laughs> just imagine a fresh start you have to like pack up their bags pack up their <laughs> stuff and chuck it out what's this breakup simulator imagine can you imagine a game like that what, you have to hunt somebody else's shit out of your flat and throw <laughs> it out the window. Like somebody that's really bitter about a breakup, and like they've gone to the, 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 the they've gone to the lengths of building a game called a Breakup Simulator, uh, <laughs> where you get to finish first. Uh, Black Force Kitsune says, uh, "I've been playing Baldur's Gate three, and I like it because it's finally a finished game that isn't subpar. Because you're playing it now." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, only thing I dislike about it is the turn-based dice system because dice hate me. Yeah, I was playing it on Sunday and dice weren't my friend. Although it's weird because I don't think I've ever rolled a one. Well, lucky you. But I have rolled like when I've needed a, a nine and I've always like rolled eight twice in a row or whatnot. But yeah, it's um it's great. I've been playing more. I've nearly finished Act One because I've gone to the next route going through the yeah, next week. Gith Yankee crap. Okay, fine. <laughs> Next week I'll be I will definitely 100% finish Act 1 this Sunday and probably start Act 2. Definitely. Well, yeah, I've got about an hour left if that, maybe okay. half an hour. Great. Um Dan Law has three games. <whistles> Mortal Kombat 1. Purchased to play against my brother over the holidays on sale. Animations are excellent as are the characters. Solid short story and brilliant combat that I expect from the series. Introduces some new mechanics that although feel fresh I also think makes it more difficult for casual players to just jump into online games against people who play all the time. Oh, God, yeah. I played a bit of that at Gamescom, <laughs> and we were introduced to the board game bit, like the single-player board game bit. I literally couldn't even get past the second fight. Well, I did eventually, but it took so long, because I was like, the thing with that game is that you've got to learn the moves and ease yourself in. And when it's just you're just thrown in, I was like, well, I'm going to button bash my way through this. It did not work. I was not very good. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I think neither of us are uh, fighting game no, people. No. COD Modern Warfare 3 bought the game on sale. I see there's a theme. No real innovation. Multiplayer seems to be fan service with the majority of maps just being remakes of ones from previous games in the series. Like how it carries over weapons and avatars from previous games though. Story okay. is short, doesn't take any risks and players of the original uh, Modern Warfare 3 will know what's coming. Oh, I thought the story was totally different. No, 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 it's, it's, this, it's a remake, so it's like the same story. Oh, I, th I, thought the I first... think they rejected it a bit, but it's kind of the same. Is it? Oh, okay. Because mm. I played the first two, I don't remember a single thing about it, except for like the odd level. Oh. And then thirdly, Tin Hearts, which is on Game Pass. Nice little cosy game, clearly built for VR, given some over-the-top animations at times. Controls can be a little fiddly. Definitely handy that it has a hint system, because I've been truly stumped a couple of times. Definitely scratches that puzzler itch not yet completed. Yamano says, been playing a ton of Eco again. Eco is a Steam game that's best played with other people. I like that you read that as Eco, because I read it as Echo, but you're definitely right. <laughs> well, I saw, I was actually going to say Echo, and then I scrolled down and I saw that there's an image of, like, green things. So I was like, it's probably Eco. Greenery. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the reason for this is because you work, okay, it's the best played with other people. The best reason is you work your way up using a rock tools all the way up to firing a laser at a meteor. I mean, that is progression. Mm. And uh, that is about to destroy your world. Oh, I get it. Um, 
Now, to get to the Meteor, you need to work together, not just with other players, but with the environment itself. Every action you take has an effect. You have to make sure you don't hunt a certain type of animal to extinction. Say, so okay, so you have to be eco-friendly. Eco-friendly. Yeah. yeah. Say you have like a thousand rabbits running around, that usually means your predators are few and far between. So you'd hunt the rabbits to balance it out. As well as you have to monitor your pollution because you can pollute your whole planet. Oh, this seems like a very good uh, kind of... People need to play this game. This sounds like a new game. Mm, it feels like a game that they should have in schools. Because uh, you can pollute your whole planet, melt the polar ice caps, and just flood your whole planet. You research things that become specializations, think jobs, and can build amazing structures while exploring the world. And each world is uniquely generated as well. It's a ton of fun. I've been playing it on and off since 2019. So much fun. I have 2,150 hours in it. That's about as much as I have in Animal Crossing. Wow. It's also super relaxing. To over 2,000 hours. That, well, you know, they've just released update 10. There you go. It looks and it looks like brightly coloured, and that's yeah, that sounds like go an interesting look up game. Eco, that's spelled E C O. I wonder if it's uh, Steam Deck verified. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure it looks lovely on the OLED. I'm sure. Now I've looked ahead at Jeff, Ooh. and I'm very happy for Jeff. I've been playing. I've been Loves playing it. Elden Ring, oh. and I'm terrible. <laughs> I never knew how susceptible I was to jump scares. Rats and imps are oh, worse yes. than the bosses. But the lore is fascinating, even if I need YouTube videos to explain it to me. I mean, oh, she's don't, going full in. I mean, on you're it. going all I in. Like I didn't even bother with that. Just, just let it wash over you and soak up the vibe. But why are you collecting fingers? A bloody finger. Because who doesn't want to be fingered? Just saying. Um, I also started the Metroid remake based on a recommendation from a reliable source. You're so welcome. And so far, it's really fun. I like searching through nooks and crannies. It's brilliant. You should play it. Fox and families, no thanks. Uh, Westman says, I'm back in Monster Hunter World and it's really kicking my ass. It's still fun and I'm playing with friends and we're carrying each other. Yeah, that's a good way to play it. Mm. Started Iceborne yesterday. Ooh. Um, and each uh, and spent 30 to 40 minutes in the new gathering hub where you can swim and cuddle with palicos. Here's my palico scritches and has a beautiful picture. Now, yeah, Monster Hunter Very World, cute. that's the one that came out before Rise. It was on the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's. I remember Ice Bomb being a huge like increase in difficulty. I didn't play it. I really wanted to play Ice Bomb and didn't. Well, I went and finished World and then I was like, okay, it's in credits. If you see credits in Monster Hunter World, it just means like you've gone past stage one. Yeah. And then like the sequel came, or the DLC Ice Bomb came out and I think I got a code. So I was like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> And went to get it. And they're like, oh, no, you need to be like Hunter rank seven or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm on four and I finished the game. <laughs> and so I'd, and those numbers might be wrong. Um, but I was just like, oh, OK. So I ended up grinding quite a bit, getting it to what I needed to. And then I went and fought this thing that just destroyed me in one. Um, I think Rise is mm, similar with Sun Sunbreak. Sunbreak, yeah. Yeah, I think that's similarly like it's it's very far post game. Yeah. Um, but so I think there's a bit of a campaign game. at the moment of like getting people to play world again because they showed the next one at the game awards. Yeah. So I think and and that's going to be that's going to be PS5. Yeah. So in the way that world was a big step on, mm. I think that's going to be a big step on. So there's a bit of a resurgence at the moment to get back into Monster Hunter. It looks big with massive wild open stretches with loads of kind of yeah, herding stampedes and herds. Mm. But I don't know. I just really liked kind of the compactness of Rise. Yeah, same. We'll that wait for the great. next Nintendo one. Monsieur Weeblay. 
Um, I played and finished a Highland song, which I've also played. Oh. Uh, it's a lovely story exploration adventure game in which you make your way through the Scottish Highlands. You find maps, get to climb peaks, hear stories about the Highlands, both historic and mythical. In parts where you travel long distance, the game changes to a rhythm game where you mash buttons to the rhythm of some excellent music. The game isn't terribly difficult, but very engaging, and there is definitely more than one way to play through the game and multiple endings to find. Mm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed what I played. Um, I also played the N N. Is it the engineer, or yeah. is it the engineer? Yeah, it's spelt E N J E N I R. No idea. Which sounds very Nordic. Uh, it's an early access. It's a physics-based sandbox puzzle game in which you are, as the title says, an engineer. I think it's engineer. Yeah, that uh, That's just me trying to overthink it uh you're mostly just a regular guy who was promoted to engineer after the previous one disappeared which means you're clumsy the campaign mode has you designing and building structures and vehicles to reach goals some are as simple as building a support tower for a water tank others are more dynamic like building a massive lever arm to harvest a man-sized carrot there are cases where you also have to control the engineer themselves who happens to be a bit of a ragdoll ever play human fall flat that's how controllable the character is. Oh, that's why I want. Uh, yeah, I really want to play the. Um, what's the? Is it Funny Legs or something like that? Oh, the Baby Steps. Yes. Yes. Where are that? Uh, you'd think that with an engineering degree, this would be easy, but no. Still enjoyed it. Brackets. Also, Ed would probably last five minutes. Hmm. Yeah. You're probably not wrong. Excellent. Sorry, I'm just uh, making sure that the. I put a tweet out for showing our gameplay of. Prince of Persia, and then realized that um, I hadn't actually made the video available. <laughs> it was private, so now it isn't. Good one. That was the last one. It was. All right, well, tell tell the listeners what's been happening in news, then. In news? Yeah, what, what news have we had? Well, we'll start off with some sad news. No. Oh. Um, which is that, unfortunately, layoffs this year are continuing on from last year. They're starting with a vengeance. Yes. Um, just across the tech industry, just a ton of layoffs. And the latest, unfortunately, is Twitch, um, where they are laying off around 500 employees. Which is like 35% of their workforce, right? It's like Thir third. Yeah, 35% of the workforce, which is massive. Yeah, so that means they had 1,500 pretty much, and they've just taken off 500, so now they've got like 1,000. Yeah. For a site as big as Twitch. Yeah. They've never turned a profit. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading ahead. Well, you are. Well, essentially, that's the issue. Um, you know, it, Twitch was bought by Amazon uh, however long ago mm. and is not making a lot of money. It's not making a profit at all. Right? No. Dan Clancy, the latest CEO, I think people seem to like him. Yeah. And he seems to be a lot more in touch with the community than others have been, he's been which on is a, a good thing. He's been on a charm offensive, with, yeah. especially with the big creators trying to get them to come back. And people are like, oh, he's just focusing on those. But it's like, he needs them to come back. Yeah. He needs the Tim the Tap Man and all that and yeah. Ninja or whatever. He needs And them this there. is also why when they're making changes to sexual content and, thing, and policies around that, mm. it's still a little bit grey because ultimately... If those streamers are making a ton of money, they kind of need them but also, <laughs> to get money in. It's weird because they need to have the balance of that, but also have it so that advertisers don't leave exactly. and are okay to be on there. It's it's mm. it's a difficult balance. Um, so he released, uh, Dan Clancy released a blog post mm -hmm. um, with the news. And as part of that blog post, he included the entire email that was sent internally 
uh, to all employees, mm. um, saying this will be a very hard day. Our service exists to empower communities to create together, and every single one of you has played a vital role in fostering our community and furthering that mission. Uh, as for the reason for the layoffs, he said, over the last year, we've been working to build a more sustainable business so that Twitch will be here for the long run, and throughout the year, we have cut costs and made many decisions to be more efficient. Unfortunately, despite these efforts, it has become clear that our organization is still meaningfully larger than it needs to be given the size of our business. So that's the reason for customers. Yeah, I saw that they like they want 1,500 people is fine, but maybe in a few years' time. It's like, well, yeah. how do they... They're obviously making a lot of money, but they're also yeah giving out... They said they gave out a billion dollars to creators last year or whatever. And so obviously that's quite a big expenditure. But it's like... Getting rid of 500 people based on the salary, how much a year is that? Like, is it a huge... Like, what are their expenses? Obviously, their main expenses are going to be based on servers, based on, you know, like, going to be spent on servers, on marketing or whatever. Well, the other thing is that, as as was already re uh, announced, Twitch is ending operations in South Korea, which is happening at the end of February. Mm. So still a month away. Um I mean, I, I don't know how many streamers are in South Korea necessarily, mm. but that will cut some costs. It's just like um, with all the money that they've got, obviously the Amazon, but like with all the money that they make through subscriptions, through advertising, the fact that they're making a loss just shows how expensive this business is yeah. to run. And I'm, yeah, it, it shows how expensive, especially when they're owned by Amazon who literally run most of these services. But... I wonder in the future if it will become cheaper. Like the more this happens, you know, will there will the infrastructure be stronger and they're able to make it um, cheaper? But I'm also like, how would you save? How can they save or make even more money? I've I don't know if it would kill Twitch, but one of the things is to like charge people to stream. Like if you want to be a get a, you have a monthly membership to stream. If you want to stream, yeah, you, you know you can have, and they'll probably have like different levels and stuff like that. But it's like that would stop the people who stream ten hours to zero viewers, which I mean those people are very valid, and everyone has to start somewhere. But if you're streaming, yeah, to nobody for ten hours, where are they making the money? Like, guess no one's watching to get adverts. Well, yeah, from but... from as you said, like from a purely business money making point of view. Yeah, but um, then the, you need somebody to start somewhere, and well, the, exactly, the next and they ninja... need to be supported so exactly. that they can grow, and they're not stuck on zero yeah. viewers for however long. Exactly. The thing is, like, there are probably a million ways that Twitch could monetize. So many different elements, or raise prices, or change advertising, or whatever else. Mm. But I think the reason Twitch exists as he has, Clancy has said is because of the community that they mm -hmm. fostered and if they introduce something that the community doesn't like there go it just it's you know it's going to bomb yeah the amount um, of times people have left just over something really really trivial yeah like it's it's a very sensitive and difficult thing mm -hmm. to manage um also people who are saying or for so long have been campaigning for a 50 50 split instead of 70 30 or yeah. whichever way around it is that ain't happening. i mean this ain't happening <laughs> like clearly if yeah. they're having to lay people off because they're not making any money there's no way they're going to change the split because they need that money yeah so and in fact the people that were on but that ain't happening the people that were on the 70 30 split you saw the ones that were on the existing contracts that had that agreement mm. they've come off that now they've had to go back down to to 50 50 you yeah. still get partners still get 60 40 and 70 50, 70 30 
at higher tiers. So if you're a part, if you if there's a partnered streamer that you're subscribing to, um, then like having a tier three sub gives them more. But other than that, it's like you know it's it's fifty fifty and it's not going to change anytime soon. And yeah, but it also makes me wonder about the future of something like TwitchCon. They still haven't announced the location of TwitchCon EU. They haven't. And how much does that cost? Because I'm sure that's not a profit. No, God no. So are they going to be like, hey, we're just sticking to the US one? It, that's what I was going to say. Like, do they stick with the US? Because that's where their headquarters are. So that's probably a bit easier for them to put on <sighs> Which rather be. than having to pay for travel abroad. But then that is then going to alienate the entire community across Europe. Yeah. Which then, is a massive market still. Yeah. It's disappointing because, yeah, we were hopefully going there for work <laughs> yeah. this year. But we will just hopefully wait. Well, the thing is, like, I imagine they won't be uh, like announcing it immediately after this announcement. Mm. But obviously there's going to be people that work on, there are people that work on, um, uh, on like TwitchCon. Are they part of the layoffs? Maybe. I, you all have seen people on Twitter saying it's my last day or I've been let go everywhere There's, yeah it's not it's across the businesses I don't think it's one it's not like oh let's just get rid of this one department like yeah. it's it's across so it's hard to say who's been effective, affected because mm. so many have it's yeah it is disappointing I wonder if if it's if they've just kind of thinned out all the teams and now they're going to have extra work yep. which is maybe that points to a slightly is that slightly more positive than kind of gutting entire teams and closing certain divisions maybe but then it's not great for the people left behind because their colleagues have mm. gone and then they're left with a ton of work that they probably can't do on their own i wonder if they will those people that when twitch hopefully does grow will they be rehired or are they going to start using ai let's not begin that conversation <laughs> that's a whole other thing um speaking of ai oh yeah go on uh and another thing that is not gone down very well um sag aftra yeah which is the actors union in america has basically released what they're calling a groundbreaking ai voice agreement yep. uh, which is aimed to allow voice artists to safely explore opportunities around digital voice replicas um there's actually not a huge amount of detail as to what's in the agreement, mm. um, but it basically establishes minimum terms and conditions. It ensures that performers um, have to give consent um, and negotiation for AI usage, uh, and it requires performers. Uh, it requires that performers have the opportunity to opt out of AI use as well um, in yeah. new works. Um, basically, you may remember that obviously there was the massive strike last year which was for actors in TV and film. Um, but members overwhelmingly voted in favor of authorizing a strike for video games. And that, that strike didn't happen, um, but they were negotiating the interactive media agreement, um, of which AI was a big part of it. And the members were basically moaning about exploitative, or con were concerned about um, exploitative uses of AI. Uh, so that was a really big sticking point of this agreement. And so now they've gone and made this specific agreement on AI only. Mm. Um, but they literally said, like, we've, you know, spoken to members about this and had agreement. And then loads of actors are saying, well, who? Because yeah, none of us agreed spoken. to this. Mm. So I don't know how widespread this has been done. Um, most of the response from actual voice artists as part of the, uh, part of the union 
are not happy with this. And, and rightly so, because nobody wants to have their voice stolen <coughs> uh, and used in other replicas. Mm. And... As you say that, Ed, good... and you've been watching a TikTok video before it this came stream. Up on TikTok. I didn't ask for it. People playing, uh, singing a song with different voices of famous artists. Yeah, and then I scrolled past it. And the problem with TikTok is that it gives you something and then presumes you like it and keeps giving you more. Oh I God, do not tell like me it. about that. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you know a lot of actors are rightly worried about this. I think absolutely we need agreements around this thing and uh, this sort of stuff. Um, it needs to be we need to have policies around it but it needs to focus on actors and making sure that actors are protected whereas this very loosely seems to be about oh isn't it great that ai is out here and now we can allow people to use it mm. respectfully and ethically and I, I don't know how ethical it can be mm. necessarily yeah. so yeah a lot of actors are not very happy about this and i'm my concern as well is that does this sag after policy, which is a US union, does that then set a precedent for other actors' unions around the world? Mm. And what do we then have as a sort of global thing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So not great. Not at all. Um, some other bits and pieces of news. Have you heard of Pal World? Is it about dogs? No. Oh. So Pal World was announced a couple of years ago. And it's basically Pokemon with guns. So the trailer came out and like it, is this, this, yeah. it is this sort of fully 3D um, big open world adventure where you collect monsters. Um, but then you also give them guns and they fight and shoot each other. And you also shoot other pals and then you put them to work in factories. It's a Seems bit weird. a bit uh, dodgy. Yes. Um, but it is coming out in early access next week on okay. PC and Xbox and it's going to be on Game Pass. Does it look good? Potentially. Um, it's a monster-catching survival and crafting game um, that features a variety of mechanics from other genres in order to provide a completely new experience for everyone. Um, there are over a 100 pals that you can catch um, and then uh, players that choose to take on the game's ruthless poaching syndicate uh, might find themselves traversing perilous climbs where limited resources can mean they're forced to eat their pals. Well, that sounds grim. Yeah. Hmm. So it's definitely a kind of a more adult, let's say, take on Pokemon. So it's bright and colourful and sort of cartoonish. I'm getting like Cult of the Lamb vibes. Maybe. But then there's definitely a darker side to this. Mm. Um, it supports online co-op for up to four players uh, and dedicated 32-player servers will be available at early access launch. So if you're into Pokemon, but you mm. want something a little bit different, I know there have, been, different. there have been a few Pokemon likes now. We've had Temtem, we've had Cassette Beast last year. Um, mm. So we're seeing... One. Maybe there was, yeah. yeah. So we're seeing more of this kind of thing. This is kind of the next one. So if you want to see what it's like, it's not long to wait. And it's on Game Pass. Yeah. So maybe God, worth giving it a go. What I'm thinking of? Um, yeah, the Pokemon clone. I like clone. Similar. Yeah, there was Temtem. Oh, they're all talking about Pokemon. Yeah, keep 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 talking. Keep talking. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I know a lot of our listeners are into Dibada, Dead by Daylight, uh, which is popular with the Lugabata community. Um, mm -hmm. Later this month, Alan Wake is joining as a survivor. Ooblets. 
Dooblets. That's what I was thinking of. There you go. Yeah. Um, Alan Wake is joining Dead by Daylight. He's going to be a survivor. Uh, he'll be joining on the 30th of January. Um, what's nice is that it's done directly with Remedy and uses the um, face actor and voice actor um, of mm. Alan Wake. So it's giving you that official Alan Wakeness. So a lot of people really, really like Alan Wake. I was slightly less of a fan. Um, but I, I can see that it makes sense. Again, he walks around with a torch. So do, so do DVD survivors. So I think he will slot in. I think he'll slot in very neatly. Yeah. And it's nice that that alongside Resident Evil and Silent Hill, this is a video game horror that mm. is being brought into DVD, not just from Did films. They're not bringing in a map, just the character? Just the character. Okay. Um, I think there's a bit of an event around it as well. Mm. Um, so there you go. Um, Speaking of events, have you seen the state of the Final Fantasy VII characters in Apex Legends? They look disgusting. I hate the character designs of those, the cosmetics. <laughs> well, they're, they're, are they like cosplays in the... They're like cosplays, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, you're not playing as Aerith, but it's an Aerith-inspired costume that you put on your character. It's, so it's just a skin. But I think they look terrible. Yeah, they look really... <laughs> really if you think them. you've seen some bad cosplays you haven't seen until that, they look They horrific. look cheap. And ironically, yeah. they ain't. No. Is it true that... Uh, is it, it's gone live now, hasn't it? Yes. Do you know the price so of it? What we is do this? know the price. So essentially, I wasn't going to talk about this, but here we go. I want to know. Um, so this is Apex Legends, and there's a crossover with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth ahead of that game's release. This is the first time they've done a crossover with another game, so it's kind of setting a precedent. Mm. Now, there are 36 different items to get, which are all cosmetic, and... Still not an excuse. No. Um, and you collect them. The game, I mean, the game is free to play, so Still you... Still not an excuse. It's true uh and you buy these event packs to get the items you can't get duped right so it's randomized what you get in these packs but you can't get duplicates so um at least at the beginning you're guaranteed to get something well you're guaranteed to get something new every time Mm. um but you only get one event item in each pack so effectively to get everything you need to buy 36 packs how much are they? And um, so the packs are initially a hundred coins. Okay. Now, in general, in the game, the packs are usually a thousand coins, which I believe is eight ninety nine in pounds. Mm-hmm. I think it's like ten dollars, but it's eight ninety nine in pounds. So people saw that and added it up and said, "Oh my god, that means it's three hundred and sixty dollars to get everything." Yeah. Now that's not the case, but it's also not far off. So the twist is that they've dropped the price to 100 coins instead of 1,000. However, that is for the first few. And then once you get more items, the price goes up a bit. And no, then a bit that more is horrific. Until you get to the point where if you've got, I think it's something like 15 out of 36 items, the cost goes back up to 1,000 coins. Now, there are bundles where you can get four boxes in one, um, which costs a, is, is a slightly better offer. But you're, again, it's still all going up in price. So, um, yeah, it's pretty gross. And it will still cost you a lot of money to get them. And there is one, the 36th item, I think it's the 30th, or maybe it's 37th, um, is a death box. And you can only get that by getting all of the other items. And what's sort of funny to me is that 
death boxes if you've played Apex Legends is basically what you drop when you oh, die. Yeah. And other people can then find your box and take all your items. Yeah. So basically you only see this box when you die. When you die, when you lose for other people to see. And there is a Sephiroth one winged angel uh themed death box, which you can only get for getting all of the other items, which doesn't, as I said, doesn't cost you three sixty dollars, but will cost you a lot of money when the mm. price of coins goes up. Um so it's still very expensive and you're basically paying all of that for an item that people will only see when you fuck up. I mean, they'll <laughs> see that a lot with me. They'll probably see that more than me. Well, there you go. <laughs> but that's... I wonder, has anybody worked out how much it costs then in total? I'm sure people have. I am not good enough at maths to work that out. No. Um, but you can absolutely work it out if you go Jeez. ahead and do that. Price of Apex Final Fantasy. Just type that in. Um, oh, I mean, oh, mm, Kotaku... Prompts fans outright. Yeah, so there's a few websites. Oh, it's been lowered. For the first 15 items, you're charged 100. This is from pushsquare.com. Yes. And yeah, so it's... uh Yeah, for the first 15 item packs are 100 Apex coins. Then they go back up to 1,000. Um, you're still looking at spending more than $200 if you want one of everything is spent, including the one-winged angel death box. But And the, the, they said... Not to shit on this is not Ed's thing, but this is slightly more reasonable ask. There's no reasonableness in spending over $200 for some outfits that you can only wear one of at a time. And yeah, that's just... So it's it's outfits, it's weapon skins. I think it's other bits. I don't play Apex, so I don't it know exactly. It normalizes 200 pounds for some skins like, in a free-to-play yes, game. It, it, it's all cosmetics. Mm. Um, what they've also got is the actual skins available separately. Um, there are six skins based on different characters from Final Fantasy VII, you can buy those individually. So you can either find them in mm. the randomized packs, or if you're like, do you know what? I love that shit-looking Aerith cosplay. I'm going to just buy it outright. You can go into the store and buy that specifically. But I think they... I can't remember the cost of them now, but I think they cost something like 1,250 coins. Okay. Which I think is something About stupid so. like 17 or something like that. We well, said a thousand coins so, was eight ninety nine. I can't remember. The, I can't remember the pricing. I now. think it's usually essentially around to buy all six is over a hundred quid just to buy the six costumes alone. Mm. Yeah, but then a two hundred. I mean, for two hundred dollars, a lot of money. For two hundred dollars, you can buy remake. You could rebirth, buy the entirety of the Final Fantasy series. franchise. Yeah, <laughs> you can buy rebirth, remake, uh, Crisis Core, and probably the. Next in the tri final one in the trilogy, and all of those DVD for about the same price. Blu-ray of King's Children, <laughs> King's Slave. All right, well, don't spend your money. Well, do spend if you care about that so much and you really want it, go and do it. Just don't, just only do it if you can afford it. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, and then the last story, which is another nice one, is another update, and it's coming to a game that we both enjoyed, and I know a lot of other people. Season Sleeper. No, and I know a lot of our listeners and followers also liked, and that is Cult of the Lamb. Yes, speaking of Now, sex. there was a whole thing about we're going to add sex to the game, and people are like, well, are they actually? Are they not? I don't know. Turns out they are. Um, so this update is called the Sins of the Flesh update, and there's a trailer for it which literally, literally shows your little cult members with a uh, artfully placed fig leaf over the genitals, and they like run off into a into a tent and you can turn into a sex cult together. basically you can have a sex cult yes okay i'm um, intrigued so uh, they said it's the biggest and most wicked update yet 
It will include new progression systems, which will add more complexity to the gameplay. Um, it also boasts uh, the arrival of shiny poop, baneful brooms, and bigger, better buildings. I remember um, shiny poop in uh, Wattam. Did you ever play Wattam? No. <gasps> Should do. Um, players will find that when two of their devout followers love each other very much, there is the chance they will find an egg to take care of. Uh, and the egg will soon hatch, and players will need to take care of the hatchling and perhaps get them ready for life in the cult. Okay, I need um, to so, stream that then. Yeah, it basically means that, you know, you don't have to rely on reviving dead cult members, but you can have them bang and then make a family. So now it's like the family sex cult, like the sort of weirdos you find in like Netflix middle America. documentaries. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Netflix <laughs> the, documentaries. The, the, then in Netflix documentaries of like you, strange things I happen. love. I freaking love a cult documentary. Same. Love a cult documentary, love a cult film, love a cult like anything cult. I don't want to be in one in the very like absolutely not at all. I just find them really fascinating. Yeah. Well, now you can you can be in one. You can make your I own. Be in one. I will. I'd like to run land. one. I'd love to run a sex cult. Okay. Great. Well, now you can do that in a game. What about in real life? No. Okay. Fine. If you insist, I do. Okay. Uh, any other news? That was the headlines for this week. Whoop, whoop. Oh, well, God, we've been going on a while. All right. Well, thank you very, very much. I am Biggest Benish. You can find me on uh, every social and that. Uh, biggest Benus on and Biggest Benus One. Um, don't forget to watch the latest Let's Plays on there. So when Joysticks is out every Friday morning. New Let's Play of Mass Effect 2 is out every Wednesday and Saturday lunchtime. And um, yeah, we will be back with an inbox sometime very, very soon. Yes, we will. Um, check the last one out, which was the our uh, six most uh, anticipated games of 2024. Mm. And uh, Ed, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and on Twitter. And you could read my writing on Eurogamer. Please and do. What are your plans for the week, very quickly? Uh, I'm going to finish Zelda. Anything else? No. Dredge. You're going to play Dredge? Maybe. Yes. And I will be playing a lot more Steam Deck OLED and find out next week what I end up actually playing on it. <laughs> if it's not just <laughs> nothing. Death It'll be just Guarantee Death you it's nothing. He hasn't touched it. Guarantee I'll have just been like, you know what? I just wanted to get that platinum on Death Stranding. <laughs> Loser. All right, then. See you later. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.